the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Trudy. We all struggle with insecurities, but through Christ, we can be overcomers. So join me today as we discuss walking out of those insecurities. This is the Dr. Trudy Podcast, where together we learn to choose faith over fear, contentment over chaos, where we discover what it takes to live a life of victory. Dr. Trudy Simmons has a PhD in counseling. She's a certified life coach, a television host. She's completed 12 Ironman competitions. But if you were to ask her who she is, she'd tell you she's a woman of faith, a wife, and a mother. She's an overcomer with a calling and a gift for helping others to pull through the tough stuff. Thanks for joining us today. Here again is Dr. Trudy. Hello, hello. This is Dr. Trudy, and thank you for joining my podcast today. I'm so happy that you um, that you jumped in. I'd love for you to share your thoughts and comments or questions afterwards. You can reach me at trudysimmons.net or thechristianview.tv, and you can leave me messages via my email there. So I would love to hear from you. Um, my podcast is one that hopes to leave you encouraged with some tools to walk away with so that you can feel empowered, so that you can go from being a victim to victorious in your day in and day out lives. Today, 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 I want to talk about insecurities. Um, The definition of an insecurity is uncertain or anxious about oneself, the lack of confidence. And then it goes on to say, the state of being open to danger or threat, lack of protection, So if you're walking around anxious and uncertain of yourself, you will be attacked. You'll be attacked by the enemy. The enemy will attack you through thoughts, through feelings, and he'll use other people. You know, the Bible says that we 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 struggle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities of this dark world. And so the enemy knows where you are insecure, and he will use that against you every day if you don't let him. Um... So you have to be mindful. You have to be mindful and find out where that insecurity is coming from and what the root of that insecurity is. Um, you're feeling not enough. You're feeling you're not feeling good enough. You're feeling sorry for yourself. You go into self pity. You lack that self confidence, that self worth. You know, insecure people spend a lot of time comparing themselves to others. Wow, look what she did. Wow, look what he did. Gosh, he's written how many books? She has. She's gone on how many speaking engagements? Wow, look at the job that she had. Or wow, what about that car? Did you see that car? There's all kinds of ways that we compare ourselves with others. Oh, she knows so many scripture verses and I don't really know any. Or um, her hair looks great today and look at mine. So however you compare yourself, an insecure person spends a lot of time 
in the comparison trap that the enemy wants to keep us in bondage of. Insecure people, they fear strong people and they fear gifted people because they're afraid that, A, that strong person may try to empower or overpower them in their weaknesses. And the gifted person they feel insecure about because they don't feel gifted in the, of themselves. They haven't quite figured out what the gifting is inside of them. And so they start to compare themselves to the gifted people or the ones they choose see as, as more gifted than they are, which in reality, God has given each of us gifts um, and talents that we are to use. Insecure people are only able to feel comfortable around people who need them. That makes them feel they makes them feel secure. If you need me, that means I'm important, which we know that's a lie. We know that that is a lie. Insecure people need to control everyone in the world because if they can control everyone in the world, then they can control their world, and that makes them feel secure instead of out of control. Insecure people build cases against people in their minds to make them feel better. So you start it so it starts with one thought. Well, she didn't say hi to me in the church hall. So therefore, she must not like me. Or he didn't say hello to me as we were walking down the hall at work. Therefore, he must think he's better than me. You know, those thoughts, it starts with one it starts with one thought for an insecure person and then that thought if not taken captive to the obedience of Christ, will just start to build upon, build upon, build upon. Well, they didn't say hello to me, so that means they must like me. If they don't like me, that means I must not be good enough for them. And therefore, they're going to tell their friends or they're going to go tell the boss that I'm not good enough in this position. So those those thoughts just, they take off and then they just build. It's like a snowball, a small snowball starting at the top of a mountain and it goes all the way down. And at the end, it's this big, huge ball of snow that's really nothing that can be blown away or washed away in the rain. But our minds, an insecure person's mind takes something so small. And probably the person who didn't say hello to you in the hallway or didn't say hello to you at church or wherever it was, they were probably thinking their own thoughts and they were probably going through things in their head that they were dealing with and it had nothing to do with you. But an insecure person will think it's all about them. It's all about how unworthy they are. So an insecure person thinks me instead of us. It's all about me. What about me? What about me? And an insecure person lives in conflict all the time. If they're not in conflict with a person, then they're in conflict with themselves because they're trying to figure out what they're doing wrong, where they went wrong. Why aren't they good enough? Why aren't they gifted enough? Why aren't they strong enough? And their mind goes on and on and on. And that's just what the devil wants us to do. If we can stay so bogged down, um, so self-focused on our insecurities and our shortcomings, then we cannot be all that he's called us to be. And he's called us to be a lot, whether it's in your home, whether it's in your community, in your church, whether you have a speaking platform, whether you have... You work in the children's department, wherever it is, he has called us and he has gifted every one of us. But when we are so self-focused on me and self-focused on comparing ourselves to everybody else, then we cannot be focused on what Christ 
has called us to do and called us to be. We cannot go higher with Christ when we are staying so far beneath what he's called us to be. You know, scripture talks about there are many insecure people who are in scripture who overcame their insecurities through the power of God and did great things for him. I'm reminded of Gideon. Gideon did great things for God, but he he didn't feel secure in who he was, but he overcame that and felt secure in who Christ was. And then there's Joseph. Joseph had insecurity problems, and then we all know the story of Job and all the things that Job went through. And then what about Moses? Moses was like, Lord, I can't speak. Send someone else. Um, And then we have Peter. And these guys in scripture did amazing things for the kingdom, but they had to get outside of their own securities. They had to get outside of their self-pity and their, their me mentality and stop overthinking and being so self-conscious and then just getting out and, and being obedient to what God called them to be. You know, one thing we all need to know is that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But in Christ, we have redemption and the forgiveness of our sins. And that's Colossians 1.14. Um, we do not have to feel miserable in our failures. In Christ, most incredibly, every failure will work for the ultimate good. Romans 8.28 says, All things will work for our good and God's glory. We don't need to feel weak and inadequate. And when we do, we know that Christ loves us through our weaknesses. And he actually chooses us through our weaknesses. Because when it says in scripture, when we are weak, he is strong. So we have to take up, we have to leave ourselves weak and take up his strength. He promises us that his grace will be sufficient for us. So much that we need to learn to boast in our weaknesses and our insecurities so that his strength may be showcased. When we feel insignificant and unimportant, we need to remember that in Christ we are chosen by God who purposely, purposely assigned us a unique and need to function in the body of Christ. Look up John 15, 16 and 1 Corinthians 12, 18. You know, and, and, and find those scriptures that really hone in on your insecurities. And I just want to say that Christ is our, our identity. When you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you laid down your old clothes and you picked up the righteousness of Christ. And that is your new self. That is your new identity. As a Christian, your identity comes in Christ. So what I want to encourage you today is think about where you feel insecure. What is it that you feel insecure about? And then I want you to work on that. You know, we get better. I tell my son all the time, if you want to get better at something, you've got to practice it and practice it and practice it. And when I'm training, you know, we say that the the thing that separates the winners from the ones who don't win is actually in the mind. You know, I do Ironman races and there are some times that I'm out there and my body just says, I just can't do it anymore. She's faster than I am on the bike. She can swim like a fish. And then that's when my mind 
start spiraling down and I actually get slower. And so I've got to say, you know what? I'm going to run my race and I'm going to be as fast as I can be and not focus on who's running beside me because as a runner and a racer, you know that when you take your eye off what's in front of you and you look to see who's behind you, you start lose you start losing ground and you become slower and the person behind you is bound to pass you because you're too busy looking back and that person coming behind you is too busy looking forward. So I want to encourage you to stop looking behind, stop looking at your past failures, keep your eyes on the prize, and run your race without any hindrance. Stop comparing yourself. Stop looking to the right and to the left. I want you to find scripture that goes with what you're struggling with. Forgive yourself. And you may have to forgive yourself daily for your for your past failures. Remind yourself that you're not your past failures, that that's just shaping you and making you who you are today, but do not let those past failures have a hold on you. Invest in yourself. If there's something that you have a passion to do and something that your heart just is longing for, then take that course or go online and do a course online, go to a college, go to church and find a Bible study that deals with what you are going through or or what you want to become better at. Invest in friendships. Friendships will keep us when we can't keep ourselves. Find a few close friends. I mean, Jesus had the 12, but then he had the three. And those three, he knew he could trust with anything. And he knew that they would be there. And so find those close friends that will be there with you and can pick you up and say, wait a minute, here you go again comparing yourself. You don't need to be doing that. You need to take your thoughts captive. You need to better yourself. Take time imagining yourself in success. So when I race the Ironman, I I visualize myself crossing the finish line. When the Lord calls me to speak, I visualize myself up on stage. You know, I think our mind is a great tool. Like I said, it's it's the power. Um, it's the power that brings us to the finish line. Um, but we get we can get stuck there. So we need to be careful with our mind and know that it is powerful. Um, you know, sometimes we just need to take a day off or take a Saturday off and go sit by the river and really listen to the heart of the Father and what He is saying to you. Because so often we live in our failures. We live in the spotlight of other people's glories. And you know, it is okay for other people to be successful. It is okay for other people to to be on top. And as a confident person, you will learn that you can celebrate others. You'll learn that love empowers people. And so when you have those close friends who are not jealous or competing with you, they will lift you up and you will lift them up. You'll be able to enjoy seeing others' success. Others get recognition. You'll be able to learn to actually help them with that. You know, it says iron sharpens iron. And if we can encourage our brothers and sisters, then you know what? The Lord will use other people to encourage us. And then another thing scripture says is to learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. You know, even though I said you need those three close friends and you need people around to encourage you, there is nothing sweeter 
than sitting with the Lord, whether it's with praise and worship on or your favorite scripture and encouraging yourself in the Lord. And as I said, take some time out and spend time with him, just letting him love on your heart, you know, and and just spend time with him, spend time with him. And then as you start to spend more time with him, those insecurities are going to fall off. They, They can't stay because they're not in line with God's word. So again, when you're walking in confidence, you're, you can be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable. Um, it's okay to show people your, your flaws and your weaknesses. But again, it's those people that you can trust. I want to leave you with a couple of scriptures. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And then I want you to change that. I want to put your name in there. I was created in Jesus Christ for good works, or I am God's workmanship. I was created for purpose. And then Philippians 1, 6, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. God is faithful. Add your name into that. And I, Trudy, am sure of this, that he who began a good work in me, in Trudy, you put your name in there, will bring it to completion to the day of Jesus Christ. God is faithful, y'all. He is faithful. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Just put your name in there. Trudy can do all things through him who strengthens Trudy. And start speaking life over to your insecurities. And I believe and believe me, you'll start seeing things differently. You'll start seeing the success of others as joy instead of heartache. You'll start walking a little taller with your shoulders back and your eyes are going to light up because you're leaving the, secu- the insecurities behind you. You're cutting off everything that is keeping you bound so that you can run and walk or walk and run for the glory of the Lord. And there's nothing hindering you at any point. No insecurities, no comparisons, no unforgiveness of yourself or others, no need to control the world or your surroundings. No, You won't have to depend on people's compliments anymore because you will be free in Christ. And if you're free in Christ, y'all, let me just tell you, you are free indeed. So I encourage you today to run your race with perseverance. Cut off everything that's hindering you. Find those insecurities and find the root of them and then find scripture. Because when Jesus was being tempted, what did he say? And I'll leave you with this. He said over and over, for it is written. And so therefore you have your weapon the Holy Bible, the Word of God, His love letter to you. And you can take it up and you can fight your battles of insecurity with the Word of God. It is written. You are the beloved of Christ. It is written. You lack no good thing. You're made in His image. It is written. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I encourage you today to run with that. And I thank you so much. I pray blessings over you. I pray prosperity over you. I pray joy and peace over you. And I thank you for tuning in today to the Dr. Trudy Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and you can look for me at thechristianview.tv or thechristianview.tv and trudysimmons.net. Thank you so much. Have a great day. God bless. 
Thanks for listening to the Dr. Trudy Podcast. Learn more and get in touch with us at trudysimmons.net. That's trudysimmons.net. And help us to reach others with these encouraging messages of hope and inspiration by simply sharing them with your friends on your favorite social media platform. God bless, and thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you again soon, right here on the Dr. Trudy Podcast.